This is Daniel Figella, head of research at Emerge Artificial Intelligence Research, and you're listening to the AI and Business Podcast. If I ask you to think of an AI use case, what would immediately come to mind? You might think about recommending products, or you might think about detecting fraud. Would you think about setting phone appointments? Well, that's an AI use case that's of note in the customer service and the sales enablement world. Uh, any firm that sells B2B needs to set appointments and needs to close deals on appointments, be they virtual or in person. And there's many industries, such as hospitality, or even if we think about a dentist office or the doctor's office, where appointment setting is a huge part of how operations have to flow. It determines what sort of resources we need to allocate. It determines uh, who we need to staff up with and how we need to run our business. So it's a critical part of business operations. It's a critical part of the user's experience, and it certainly ties to the bottom line. And as it turns out, there's some areas where artificial intelligence can help make a difference in this workflow. And our guest this week to explore the use case of appointment setting with AI for Voice is Nicola Merzik. Nicola is the CEO and co-founder of PolyAI. PolyAI is based in the United Kingdom, and they are an AI voice company. Nicola previously had an episode with us talking about the future of AI for customer experience when it comes to the voice experience. And today we dive specifically into setting appointments. What are the technical constraints? What do we need an AI system to be capable of when they're interacting with a client via voice in order to set an appointment? And how do we set up those workflows so that they actually add value to the business? Nicola goes into this deep dive with us and lays out the details and the nuances for folks who might want to be deploying this use case in their own company. This episode is sponsored by Poly AI. If you run a disruptive AI firm and you're looking to reach a global audience of AI-interested leaders then be sure to check out emerj.com slash ad1. That's ad like advertise and then the number one, emerj.com slash ad1. And you can learn more about Emerge Creative Services, whether it's helping to mold your market message for go-to-market or whether it's creating powerful content in terms of PDFs and interviews or reaching a global audience via email, via the emerge.com website or our podcast. Again, you can learn more about all of those options at emerj.com slash ad D1 and submit your inquiry there. Without further ado, let's fly into this episode on the use case of setting appointments. This is Nicola Merzik of Poly AI here on the AI and Business Podcast. So Nicola, we're talking AI and voice again, and we're focusing this time on the topic of setting appointments. We're going to dive into use cases, which I'm very interested in the specifics here, but just to tee up the business problem and the opportunity, what are the industries where appointment setting is a big deal and why is it such a big business opportunity for AI and technology? How do you like to explain that to people? All right. So, yeah, appointment setting is actually a call that is one of the major call types happening in call centers around the world in different industries, right? So you'll call to make an appointment if you're going to a dentist, a hospital, when getting a table at a restaurant, uh, you know, like a slot um, in a retail case, I don't know, to change oil and car on your car your tires to get a reservation at a hotel a booking at a spa anything that involves like a more lengthy complex negotiation of time you'll call instead of using something online because you have a question you're not sure maybe you're just from a different category of callers where you know you're much more comfortable calling than using an app maybe you're booking for something that doesn't have a centralized app that people used to book right and you just want to make sure that it gets done so it's a huge opportunity right and it's a huge opportunity across all of these different sectors it's a really good way for companies to start exploring the high utility of conversational AI, especially 
especially when it comes to voice, because it's um, you know it's a pretty heavy call type that many companies still deal with with staff on the ground whose primary job is not to answer the phone, but they kind of end up doing a lot of it and they can't do enough of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, you, you mentioned things like you know a dentist or whatnot, and and you know when I think intuitively. My gut says, man, it might be a it might be a minute or two until your average dentist office can have AI do a great job answering basic questions and then booking an appointment. But you know, you mentioned travel, you mentioned a lot of these spaces where mm-hmm. honestly the the dollars aren't even exchanged unless, you know, an appointment is set up, right? There there's no revenue. So Absolutely. uh, you know, yeah, hospitality is kind of a great example of the space where you know, we've got to set a time here. Uh, we've we've got to book you know our slot or, or whatever the case may be. So it's a it's an important call type, and I guess from a vendor perspective, in your case, that means you can look at it as a call type across different industries. Think about what are the common barriers to booking an mm-hmm. appointment. What are the common opportunities for for booking an appointment? Talk a little bit about you know how that works. In other words, where can AI fit into appointment setting today? You know, and, and I guess I'd love to to talk about some of the specifics of setting appointments. You brought up something great, which is, and I know this has been the case for me, I'll call up instead of booking online because I want to ask one or two things before I want to commit to to setting an appointment, right? And so there's all a bunch of specificity around this call type. Walk through what makes Mm -hmm. this call type maybe unique and then where what are the junctures where AI can make its way in here? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Many, many interesting points to talk about there. So, you know, like the first thing maybe just in terms of like the the opportunity and why companies should be thinking about it is that you know you need to take those calls to generate the revenue some of our most successful deployments have been in hospitality where we increase the number of bookings by say up to eight percent increasing revenue by four percent and it's just calls that people would not have picked up otherwise because you know maybe two people called at the same time and they've got one phone line and that's it or people called when the restaurant's particularly busy and the staff don't have the time to run to a phone it's definitely uh, it's, it's yeah and it's and you know it's something that it's hard to solve because you know the primary job of that person is not to pick up the phone it's great if they do the company the well the the company well the restaurant whatever the institution benefits tremendously but it's hard to put a number to it you, you're definitely not going to set up a call center Right. So it's kind of like the place where many, many, many different companies need a lot of elastic labor, but it's not a standardized problem because for one restaurant, you might be asking about disabled access, whereas, you know, for a dentist, you may be asking about a discount for teeth whitening. Right. Sure. Pick your favorite thing. So, you know, and there are a lot of nuances. There are a lot of things you can do with a really good AI powered booking system. Right. Because like think about many of these businesses that thrive on people coming in and out. Right. The real trick there is to get the occupancy to be as high as possible right so if people you know if you don't have the slot that people want you need to negotiate the best one for you right and then you have the opportunity to make sure that you suggest alternatives that maybe suit you in kind of like filling up your occupancy right you may want to kind of like call people back automatically when something frees up there's a lot of operational that can be subsumed by an ai agent that can just like help you forget about it and make sure that it's you know maximizing the utilization of the service you're providing. Yeah, man, there's so much to explore here. You brought up something interesting right off the the get-go, Nicola, around the fact that sometimes for appointment booking, it's not necessarily the only thing that person is doing. But the person in in the reception counter at a, you know, a hospital or, or, you know, dentist's office, sure, they book appointments and and they also greet people and they also hand out paperwork and they also file paperwork and they also do a hundred other things. You know, there's been plenty of times where I couldn't get to a restaurant here in Brookline because 
you know, I'm calling them a couple hours before I show up. And apparently it's so busy that they just don't have yeah. nobody to pick up. And they, they may very well have had seats, you know, uh, inside or outside, but I don't know. They didn't get there. And, so they and didn't get you money. might have called in and the person's really busy and you're exactly. like, I want to come in at 8 p.m. Sorry, we don't have it by. Right. Yep. Like, whereas really, if they if they said, look, we don't have aid, but like, how about 845? Yeah, if they just or gave like, me an you know, option. I, yeah. But, but there's so many things you can do, right? Think about like, you're coming in and you're like, well, you're calling in, you're with eight people. And they're like, whoa. It's like, you know what? We don't have a table for eight. We have two tables for four. Boom. You might say yes, right? Yep. And like, that's the way you drive like the business outcome yep. there. Yeah. So and it's just see. so convenient because the, the people who are working in, the, in those restaurants, for example, they don't have the time to pick up the phone and they don't have the time to really think hard and they're not even trained well enough to- no, Definitely not. You know, do, do this stuff and like the noise right the ambient noise there yeah. makes their job really really uncomfortable whereas you call it an ai you know perfect silence you can talk yeah to it yeah yeah very very easily we're very passionate about it we've done it for a bunch of companies and it's like it's it's like a great source of inspiration because it's a perfect place where technology gives you an elastic supply of labor that's infinite and really you know there's a huge roi on it but it's not a thing that's obvious because it could not have been done with humans regardless of you know because of the price point because even if you know they're two times cheaper it's still not enough to provide that abundantly infinite supply of labor yeah yeah and with a restaurant you can't route well number one you don't have the money to set up a shop in the philippines even with four people sitting down but number two you don't know if every call is about like i've never seen a restaurant where it's like call here for catering call here for i just look at the first phone number and make a call and so, the, yep. so those calls are handling different kinds of use cases. So there's there's a lot of you know challenges with with this one. I know we're just talking about kind of the well, the dentist, the restaurant. These are smaller business type operations. It feels like the benefit is, hey, we don't have designated labor. We've got potentially busy environments, particularly in in the hospitality world. We could take the actual time, pair people with open slots in an organized way, invoice, and that would be a big boon to the business. But at the same time. It feels like some of those companies might be too small to real, realistically be able to even afford AI. What's the size of firm where maybe they're too small to hire, you know, a big uh, warehouse full of folks in the Philippines, but they're big enough to, to realistically groom and set up an AI system that could get this job done? What's the sweet spot here? Yeah, I mean, look, some, a restaurant group with 100 sites is already big enough to, yeah, to do yeah. this, right? Which admittedly is... It, is not your kind of like you know SMB. Mom and pop, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that'll happen eventually, but that'll that'll come through channel and through like kind of like different providers. Yeah, and you know like they need it too. But yeah, so yeah, hundred sites in a restaurant. Realistically, yeah, like you said, they're not going to have an American Express style building with a bajillion people in it, but they might have enough volume. They might have enough ability to groom and train kind of the the flow of conversation to actually build out a system like this absolutely and, and you know like th think about it like they're typically missing about 30 percent of the calls now what, what gets really interesting is it's not just about appointment making right there's food ordering there's takeaway there's like you know waiting lists in some places yeah these yeah. are all things that can be handled automatically and then it gets even more exciting right because people might call in to book one thing and then maybe you're you know, making sure that as many people come in for Christmas or for Mother's Day, Father's Day, you know, different kind of like holidays. And then at the end of the call, you're like, hey, by the way, like, do you want to book for Mother's Day? And then it, it can get really interesting and really powerful because you might say, hey, if you book between 3 and 5 p.m. on Mother's Day, you'll get a free drink. And you're like, 
why wouldn't I do that, right? Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. real honest truth is people come in for lunch or dinner, and that's like a dead zone where restaurants are really well stuffed. They're waiting for people to come in, but like people don't come in at that time. So this way, you know, the AI knows exactly what's in the ledger and it's really able to like fill up the restaurant and drive like a really, really good day. And you know how it is, like re restaurants make their yearly profits, you know, during like, you know, a few select seasons. So this really amplifies that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I can see the the utility of maybe being able to optimize a system to, you know, put a certain emphasis on that midday inventory that might otherwise run dry with a special promotion. Like we have these times available and these times have this benefit. Which one would you be interested in, right? So there's some of this really bespokeness where, you know, I, I could see this being really challenging. But but if, if you if you splay out you know, the available times, and then you have a certain band of those times that you want to incentivize, you might have one or two default incentives that you could drop in there. And and I don't know if this is possible today, but I could even see a future where we could test, you know, if we have 100 restaurants, we test three months of calls, which of the incentives do a better job of filling up that between meal time. And now we can actually use this to feed a revenue engine. And that's the beauty of using AI, because not only do you get like automated infinite amounts of labor that can do the thing that you don't have enough stuff to do, but more so you get a centralized thing, which has a clear view. You know, it's almost like by doing this and going for the benefit one, the benefit two you get is like a really well executed digital transformation project where you're like, you know, you have full kind of like oversight over your whole operation and you're able to use this as a driver for many, many other operational gains. Really, really important, actually. You know, to be frank, this wasn't where I was leading the interview, but I, I do think <laughs> that this is important to highlight because when we digitize a process to the extent of which AI could do, we could have a dashboard and I, I don't exactly know what Polly's interface looks like, but we could have a dashboard Absolutely. of, you know, number of calls at what time, you know, which category of call do they fall into kind of like a little waterfall. And then, you know, what happened with, with those calls where we could even be running AB tests in terms of what scripts are being used and, and how well things are being booked. And, and we do, we do all of that, but maybe just to give, you know, a simpler example, Go right? Yeah. You'll see, you'll see what people are asking about, right? If you see that people are calling your restaurant, you know, your loyal, you know, base is calling and asking about vegan options, kosher options, halal options. And you're like, People are asking a lot. I might not have like the right product offering here. Maybe I should do something about yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's that's another level here. That, that that's even beyond the routing. What you're talking about is general like entity term identification. Correct. So so I imagine you're going to show people the actual if then you know connections of what where all the calls led. But what you're also saying is there could be almost like a word cloud idea happening here. How do you manifest that thing like halal? Because a machine isn't smart enough to know, hey, I heard halal. I'll tell my boss about that, right? It's not a sentient entity. Yes, it is. No, no, it absolutely <laughs> is. It absolutely is. Go no, no, listen, you'll have, you'll have, you'll have a classified set of, you know, questions and FAQs that people asked about and you'll see like dietary requirements. Click, you see what they are, right? So that's something that we have today. Right? So people can talk um, through dietary requirements? Yeah, it depends on whether just the information is there, right? Okay. But okay. if the, if there's like if there's an answer to it, we're we're able to provide it, right? And it can be as fine grained as you want it to be, like not allergies and specific dishes, right? And that's something that again, it's much easier to maintain correct answers to it from centralized function at you know the kind of like group level, yep. Than to kind of like have specific restaurants, you know, answering questions about oh, you yeah. know whether there are like peanut traces in you know 
pad thai. Well, yeah, ex- exactly. Whatever it is. Okay, pad thai, pad thai has peanuts, but you know something <laughs> I, else. I don't know enough about Asian food to have a judgment one way or another. But uh, um, but either way, yes, I, I get your point. Yeah, if everybody's scratching on a yellow pad whenever somebody brought up peanut allergies, that's not really a good idea. It's much better if we have a process that people go through where we can actually look at percentages company wise, maybe different geographies where we have restaurants. Right, we can see different trends. For allergies. So what you're saying is that could actually be built in. In other words, hey, you have a table for eight. Okay, here's what we have available. What do you have for dietary restrictions? So what I was thinking is even outside of your structure, there might be a certain picking up on keywords that you don't have in your structure to put things on the radar. But what you're saying we is- We do, well, we do. So so this is like known as intent detection. So anything yeah, we have it, an answer to, we can provide the answer to, right? And uh, we will also have a category of like, I didn't know what to say. Right. Yeah. And like these systems, you know, it's in, they, they improve and improve. And, you yeah. know, we're over 90 yeah. percent resolution rates. But that still leaves, you know, single digit percentage of calls that end up going to the restaurant. Some are legitimate. Like, hey, I lost my scarf. Like, I got to talk to the restaurant. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to exactly. talk to you. Yeah. AI. You don't know. Right. Yeah. However, if, uh, you know, I go through to, to, to the restaurant, it's like, OK, well, we'll take a look. Right. And then it's not a word cloud, but it's pretty similar. Right. Yep. There's a yep. clustering algorithm that says, like, what is this thing? There's like 20 calls that are similar. And we didn't provide an answer. Hey, client, what's the answer? That's the answer. Boof, done. Yeah. And right? then potentially you can update your structure with a new branch for that if it if it's prominent enough, or maybe you Correct. can take it into consideration for your scripts, or just you know add it to your strategic planning to talk about if you want to do something about it. But like you said, you'll have this category of stuff we can't we can't handle. Well, yeah. Number one, you'll know about it. Number yep. two, we can suggest what you should do about it you know, you, your call, and then we can execute it and pretty quickly, right? Because you, we already then have the data of how your customers asked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if dietary just hypothetically became mm-hmm. enough of a big concern for this geography of this restaurant group, we might just be able to make sure that that box gets checked right along the flow, nice and easy, fits with what most people's questions Correct. are, and we can get those bookings without extraneous questions that need to go to the restaurant itself. Correct. And keep ourselves as close to 90 as we can. And I imagine, you know, it's 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 going to vary, you know, customer to customer. But, you know, if, if you're, you know, you're making the claim here of, of having some clients where you can handle over 90, that's a big boon for for organizations that, you know, frankly, again, don't want to have butts and seats somewhere overseas to handle this stuff. It just doesn't make sense for them to do that. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Flexible and, 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 you know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think this is a classic case, again, of disruptive innovation where, you know, like these kinds of like entities are like, all right, like, I don't really have a business case for a call center for this. But I could, you know, if something's like a lot cheaper, like if it's software instead of, you know, having my, you know, like waiting staff, you know, expecting my waiting staff to be part-time call center workers, like they'll be better at their job if they don't have to do it. You're not going to hire more people. You're not going to hire more people unless like like you're a super high-end restaurant or hotel. You're not hiring way more people to pick up that phone. But there's a real business incentive, maybe even to hiring that person. But when there's AI available that can do a better job. You should just do that. Yeah, curious curious to see, you know, like you're mentioning here, the disruptive innovation dynamic where the companies that maybe don't stand to benefit the most, but because they're outside the existing structures of how you can solve this problem, they might actually be first movers. I think, again, that's a very curious dynamic. Yeah, and you know, this was our first enterprise client was, uh, you know, FTSE 100 Hospitality Group in the UK. And with them, what was really cool is unlike, you know, maybe large telcos or banks, which we also work with. Uh, the primary motivation wasn't cost cutting, but revenue growth. And revenue growth is magical. It gets people to move really, really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, frankly, I think in two or three years, you guys and a lot of other vendors are going to see AI in the C-suite, not just interpreted as 
another kind of IT or another kind of automation, but seen as a intentional disruptor, as a driver of new business models. You know, not everybody's there, but it's cool to see that you do have clients that already have that mindset because I, I think it's a, a more mature mindset oftentimes. For sure. I mean, like, you know, it's uh, it's a competitive advantage. And I think more and more people are are seeing it as such. Yeah. And, it, you know, certain AI applications might literally that their best use is just an incremental improvement in this dark corner of the business. But there are other categories of capabilities where if they're aligned enough with what our digital transformation vision is, what our genuine advantage in the market is, you know, can literally be what helps us pull ahead of the, the competition to your point. So we'll close on this, uh, Nicola, just being mindful of where we are in time. When it comes to you know, spaces where you see a lot of traction in appointments. You know, I'm a, I'm a regular guy. You know, I go to the dentist. I go to restaurants. I, you know, I, I have to find a time to go into Brookline Bank up here and, you know, figure out some mortgage stuff, whatever it is. I, I do all kinds of calls for appointments. When you think about the industries, sectors, geographies, whatever, where this stuff is going to be very popular three, four years from now compared to where it is today. Where do you think are going to be those pockets with traction? You've highlighted hospitality, but are there other areas where you really feel very bullish about adoption? Yeah. I mean, there are many, many industries where voice AI will have a huge impact. We do a lot more than appointment setting. When it comes to appointment setting, travel, hospitality, healthcare, mm. the holy trinity. <laughs> yeah. The holy trinity of appointment setting. Yeah. yeah, healthcare, how huh? big hospital chains, you know, the Mayo Clinics Absolutely. of the world, right? Hospital There's... chains, you know, NHS here in the UK, you know, just think about the vaccinations and all the, that Good whole coordinated that, effort. Yeah, talk right? about appointments. So vaccinations is a, a global experiment in appointment right? setting. And, right? I, and I hear we'll be doing them yearly. So what better way well, to Well, hey, that's you know, a business opportunity AI. for you guys. All right. So cool. This is a good point to end on for people that are thinking about where AI is wiggling in in terms of voice workflows. You know, we talked about specifically appointment setting, obviously one of the things that you guys do, but you know, hospitality, travel, healthcare, the Holy Trinity, that's pretty quote worthy. That'll, <laughs> that'll probably end up in a tweet somewhere. So cool. Good stuff for people at home to think about in terms of where your own future is going to change and where voice and AI can come together and unlock some new capabilities. Nicola, thank you again so much for being able to join us here. This has been fun. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Have a great day. So that's all for this episode of the AI and Business Podcast. A big thank you to Nicola for joining us as a guest. And thank you to you for listening all the way through to the end of this episode. As I mentioned in the introduction, uh, we work with global brands around the world who want to reach Emerge's global audience with their narrative. Our job is to educate the AI community when it comes to use cases and ROI of AI. And disruptive firms need to do exactly that in order to bring their products to market. So whether it's helping to mold your market message, develop powerful demand generation content, or simply reaching an audience with a powerful and educational narrative through Emerge's network. You can learn more at emerj.com slash ad1 to learn more about Emerge Creative Services. That's emerj.com slash ad, like advertise, ad, and then the number one. And again, AI brands grow with Emerge Creative Services. You can learn more at emerge.com slash ad1. So that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for being able to tune in, and I look forward to catching you in our next episode here on the AI and Business Podcast. 